Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those cameras up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Flow Racing is the ultimate digital home track for race fans everywhere. Subscribe today and stream over 1,300 racing events live and on demand. Flow Racing has something for everyone, like NASCAR Weekly Series, Sprint Car Racing, Drag Racing, Off-Road Racing, and much, much more. Learn more at flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Any desperation cliche you care to use, back to the wall, feet to the fire, do or die, they all apply this afternoon to Kevin Harvick, and he and Rodney Childers have answered the call. Harvick to the back straightaway for the final time. It has been such a long drought for Kevin Harvick. He comes off the end of the back straightaway. Here he comes to the bottom of turn number three. Playoff prayers about to be answered for Happy Harvick off the corner. A 65 race winless streak will come to an end here this afternoon at the Michigan International Speedway. Kevin Harvick across the line. The checkered flag is in the air and he becomes playoff eligible with the win here this afternoon in the Fire Keepers Casino 400. Kevin Harvick, a dominating performance. Yeah, Michigan has been really special um, for us as a, as a team and me as a driver. And, you know, I think when you look at the manufacturers and know how much that, that trophy means, uh, uh, glad to keep it in the Ford family. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Lou Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of NASCAR. It works fast and you won't stink. And by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. From the MRN studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you for yet another Tuesday get-together on the heels of a trip to the Irish Hills of Michigan that found Kevin Harvick going to victory lane, getting his first win in almost two years in the NASCAR Cup Series. Coming up on the show... Had a chance to visit with Brad Keselowski over the weekend. Chatted about the racing season, the challenges of a new team, and the organization as they try to find their way back through to more consistency and through more trips into victory lane. Got Brad's visit coming up for you. We're headed to Richmond this weekend, and Richmond Raceway has a brand-new track president. Her name is Lori Collier-Warren, and we chatted with her ahead of this race weekend. Alex Hayden had a chance to visit with Lori and you'll hear that visit coming up as well. With all the first-time winners we've had in 2022, we do a dive into the first-time winners Richmond has produced over the years. 
Also, the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series playoffs in full swing. They're headed into Richmond this weekend. And it's a Kyle Busch Motorsports versus a Thor Sport racing situation. We'll dive into that as well. Plus, we'll preview the race weekend at Richmond and a whole lot more. Kyle Ricky is here to bring us up to speed on the latest headlines in NASCAR Nation after an action-packed weekend in Michigan. Kyle, what do you have for us? Mike, the name Andretti will be back in NASCAR this fall with Marco Andretti. The two-time IndyCar winner will race for Scott Borchetta's Big Machine Racing in the NASCAR Xfinity Series race at the Charlotte Roval in October. Andretti is the 2022 SRX Series champion and has been angling for a ride in the NASCAR Xfinity Series in recent years. In other Xfinity Series news, Justin Haley will make his return to the series later this month. Haley will drive a fourth colleague racing entry in the Wawa 250 at Daytona International Speedway. Haley, who now drives in the Cup Series for colleague, is the two-time defending champion of that event. And this weekend at Richmond, Matt Crafton will have a new crew chief atop the pit box once again. Shane Wilson will move to Thor Sport Racing to head the number 88 team starting on Saturday night. Wilson is a veteran of the sport and called the shots for Derek Krause for a majority of this season before parting ways with that team back in June. After spending years with Junior Joyner, Wilson will be Crafton's third crew chief of the season. Jeff Hensley started with Crafton, but left to join GMS Motorsports and Grant Enfinger back in June. Bud Hayfley has been Crafton's crew chief in the last three races. The three-time series champion has work to do in this year's playoffs, as he currently sits seven points behind Carson Hosevar for the final spot in the round of eight. MRN has full coverage of the Worldwide Express 250 on Saturday night, at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, Brad Keselowski. And later, we'll visit with Richmond Track President Lori Collier-Warren. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F.com. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Brad Keselowski has had an up-and-down season with Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing. And as expected, with a first season in any organization, there are growing pains, and there's a struggle to get to know one each other and get things headed in the right direction. Brad has accepted that challenge with both arms. He's got his arms around it. He knows what he needs to do. The team knows what they need to do. I had a chance to visit with him over the weekend and we discussed his expectations and thoughts going into this weekend's race at Richmond. 
on a night of varying strategies. There's been one constant all the way, and that's the strength of Team Penske and Brad Keselowski. Here he comes down the backstretch for the final time on his way to the checkered flag. All he has to do is get through turns three and four, back on the accelerator cleanly, and the checkered flag is in the air. Brad Keselowski wins the Federated Auto Parts 400 at Richmond Raceway. A solid win for Keselowski, the 34th time he's won at the NASCAR Premier Series level. You obviously are one of our newest car owners in the Cup Series. You're over a little halfway in. Your thoughts on where things are and that role that you've taken on this year and all that has come along with that. Yeah, you know, the next-gen car is, is maturing, and it's, so I saw more maturing to, to, to do. But uh, I've had a lot of fun with the, the, the role and, and working through all the challenges. Of course, I'm really hungry to get to victory lane. Uh, I want to be able to win races, and uh, we're fighting very hard to do just that. We've got some strengths that we're really proud of, and we've got some challenges and things that we need to work on, but uh, we're committed to that and, and in this for the long haul. Kind of kind of addition is Chris Buescher. What does he bring to the mix? We know what he offers on the racetrack. What does he offer behind the scenes in, in closed-door meetings and such? Well, Chris is a really talented race car driver who, who has great levity to him. You know, he doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low, uh, which can be really important uh, when you're transitioning. With your role as owner, what do you know now that maybe you didn't have a full understanding before you took on that, that position? As a driver, you may see things through one set of lenses, but as an owner, you've got to see things through multiple lenses and multiple prisms. What have you come to an understanding about in your limited role so far as, as co-owner of RFK? Well, you know, I, I think as you get older, in a lot of ways, you feel dumber <laughs> because you learn all the things you didn't know. And being an owner, I've learned more things I didn't know. And, uh, makes you feel dumber although you're really getting smarter but uh you know there's there's a lot that goes on to put these races on every weekend from the, the tracks to nascar the teams the drivers and, and, and so forth and the owners play a, a key role in it as well and there's a lot of challenges the owners have and, and that uh, you know we're actively trying to work through all of them and, and you know a lot of them are around the, the, the you know some of the business model aspects of the sport but uh there's a a lot of people working hard to to keep this sport to where it can be great for years to come uh, for our fans and for uh, the, the legacy of others and to honor them and I think uh, it's really great to see that commitment. What has happened to you in your career to give you an understanding of say the way things should be done the way things should operate you're a champion you've been around this sport for a long time and you've seen a lot of things come a lot of things go a lot of people come a lot of people go what about what you've learned over your years makes you the one that can help affect change, maybe, perhaps maybe set something in motion for the generations to come? Well, I mean, I'm going to do my best to, to make the sport uh, better. You know, I have a affinity for it, I've grown up in it, and, and of course, uh, you know, with that is, uh, you know, some respect and love for it, and uh, my legacy is, you know, always going to be attached to it. So, you know, it's, it's in my best interest to see the sport be strong long after my days of, of having an active role are, are, uh, are gone. So, um, you know, I, I've had some great experiences. Uh, I'm super proud of them, and, and those experiences have, have made me part of who I am. And I'd like to think that uh, with that, I can take a pragmatic approach and work to make the sport better and, and generate the ideas that uh, will help us, you know, stay relevant for decades to come. We hear the, the open-door policy that NASCAR has with a lot of areas in the sport. What about... What about ownership? You're a kind of a dual role. You have the driver access, you have the owner access. What's it like being in that owner rank to know that you have an audience with the sanctioning body that you can provide some feedback to make things better? Well, I'm enjoying it. You know, I spent some time last night with Mike Helton and Jim France and just 
talking. And, uh, you know, it, the sport's really big. It's just bigger than one person. And uh, that said, we all got to come together to make it what we want it to be. And uh, I'm enjoying having those conversations and, and, and having those ears to, to, to hear my opinions, and but also uh, having the ability to hear others' opinions too. Good visit there with Brad Keselowski. We're so appreciative of Brad's time. Coming up, we'll visit with Lori Collier-Warren. She'll join us ahead of her first race weekend. And later, we'll dive into first-time winners that Richmond has produced over the years. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Lori Collier-Warren has been track president at Richmond Raceway for about a month now. Her first race weekend is coming this weekend, and it's going to be a real test. Our Alex Hayden had a chance to visit with her, learn a little bit about her and her connection to Richmond and NASCAR. We welcome now the fourth president of Richmond Raceway in this historic facility, Lori Collier-Warren, joining us here on the show. Lori, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I love it the way you say that. Thank you so much for that great welcome. Well, Richmond Raceway is synonymous with NASCAR, the history that comes along with it, and your path now to be the fourth president of this historic facility. How did all of this come about? Well, um, actually, it, it's a it was a pretty unique path. Um, I'm sure you all are, are very familiar with Tim Clark, um, Chief Digital Officer at NASCAR. Um, Tim and I go way back, um, all the way back to first grade. <laughs> and um, Tim reached out to me a few months ago and said, you know, I have a unique opportunity that I'd love for you to consider. Um, we've been watching a lot of what you do and in media, and um, we have this opportunity that's come up in Richmond, and we'd love to talk to you about it. And it, that's that just sort of started the, uh, the trajectory. And kind of doing a little digging on you, you mentioned NASCAR and your love for the sport. Does that go all the way back to you and your grandfather and uh, going to races at Richmond Raceway? It does. It does indeed. You know, you mentioned my grandfather. When I was growing up, um, he lives, uh, he lived a few blocks away from the track. Um, you know, a lot of neighbors at times might have gotten a, a little um, troubled by the sound. He loved the sound of the racetrack and he would come and he would, um, in order to see a little bit of it, he would park cars um, in order to be able to, to watch the race. And at times he would allow me to come and help him park cars. I would sort of be hanging out on his shoulders, parking cars <laughs> as a little girl. And um, it was just a special memory I had with my grandfather. Um, and so when those, when you have those sort of ingrained memories, they, they just, they, you know, those are the things that last. And, and I think that that just sort of stayed with me as I grew up. And then later in life, um, I really got to know the sport Really, after I met my husband, when we started dating, he had a great passion for the sport. And so he really introduced me fully. That's a fantastic story. It really is. Visiting with Lori Collier-Warren, the fourth president of Richmond Raceway. 
you've only held this title and and been a part of this now for what just around two weeks if not just a shade over two weeks and we're rapidly approaching now race weekend what has it been like how overwhelming or has it been overwhelming to this point overwhelming but in in the best way possible i mean it's 17 days i've been at this <laughs> so and we're just 12 days away from um, from the race um, and just, you know, a, a few short days away from when people start to, to come and show up with campers. Um, but, but overwhelming the best way possible. I mean, you know, it, it's, a, it's an incredible opportunity and I cannot wait to see the first campers arrive. I can't wait to hear the um, excitement from the fans. You know, I'm, I'm ex so excited about it. It's gonna be, uh, next week is just gonna be thrilling. I can't wait. So what can fans expect when they come through the gates or get on property with the campers here soon? You know, there's, uh, our, our event experience is always iconic for our fans, right? And I just received a, a, an updated list and it's being updated by the minute of things that we're adding to that iconic fan experience. Um, that starts really on the 9th when the campers roll up. Um, we've got, of course, on August 10th, we've got track laps for charity um, to benefit Special Olympics. You know, if you want to drive on a, on a race track, this is the opportunity to do that. For, you get to, for $20, go five laps around our track. That is just the coolest thing in the world, I think. Um, on August 11th, we're gonna, you know, have this in, an incredible experience with Bubba's block party. Bubba Wallace is going to throw a, a huge party on our property um, with rapper Wale. We're going to have food trucks. We're going to have, he's going to have a, a, a t-shirt printmaking shop. I mean, it's going to be an amazing party. And then, you know, we have another concert the next night with Cody Johnson, which I believe might already be sold out. So that's going to be incredible. And then the actual weekend, I mean, we've got kids zones and BMX experience and, you know, it's just going to be a fun filled fan experience for us. Obviously, uh, Lori Collier Warren, president of Richmond Raceway, joining us here on the program. Third female to lead a current NASCAR Cup Series track, joining Julie Giese at Phoenix Raceway, Jill Gregory out at Sonoma. What does that mean to you? Oh, gosh. You know, I think whenever you have the distinction to be you know, one of the first to do anything. And in Richmond, it is the first. You know, you take that um, with humility and with a lot of gratitude because you know that, you know, you didn't get here by yourself. You had um, a lot of people helping you along the way. You had the support of your family, you know, previous colleagues that um, helped you along the way get there. And so um, it means a lot. It's, it is very special and you know, I've had the support of Jill and Julie. Um, before I even accepted the role, I, I reached out and had a lot of insight from Jill. And since I've started, Julie has just been, you know, incredibly supportive. Um, so it, it does mean a lot. And to have both of those, you know, very strong, capable, um, intelligent women um, already have laid, in, have, have laid the foundation in NASCAR. Um, and of course, Lisa Kennedy, you know, having her, um, you know, paid the way, it's, it's pretty impressive. 
With that being said, all that you've been able to do in your career to this point, now you're thrust into a president job at Richmond Raceway and the sport of NASCAR racing, one of the biggest race weekends of the entire year. Uh, have the, the the cousins, second, third, and fourth cousins started coming out of the woodwork now, <laughs> trying to shake you down for some tickets here? Your requests. <laughs> you know, my, my Facebook Messenger and, uh, you know, Twitter and Instagram, all my social media platforms have gotten a lot more active recently, <laughs> to say the least. But that's okay. I, I want people to want to come here. I think if, if they didn't want to come here, we'd have a problem, right? So, um, you know, that, keep it coming. I, I think that's a great problem to have. When people stop wanting to be a part of this, then, um, then, then I stop having a job. So, well so that's okay, right? Very well said. <laughs> tickets, are there tickets remaining for the upcoming weekend? And if so, how can fans get some tickets? Yes, there are Richmond, richmondraceway.com, um, easiest way to get it. Um, you know, you can reach out to me on social media, but I think that's a quicker way to get them right now. <laughs> please, please do it that way. That's the preferred method. Um, there are, are many tickets left. Um, although they probably won't be for very long. So please reach out. Absolutely right. Lori Collier-Warren, President Richmond Raceway, thanks so very much for joining us here on the show. And all the best. Can't wait to get up there to the Commonwealth of Virginia. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Alex. Coming up, first-time winners that Richmond has given us over the years. Could it happen again this weekend? And later, Cobbush Motorsports versus Thor Sport in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series playoffs. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top 9 miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. This racing season has given us a lot of first-time winners. Austin Cendrick, Chase Briscoe, Ross Chastain, Daniel Suarez, and Tyler Reddick. Well, we're going into Richmond this weekend, and Richmond has its own history of handing first-time wins out. Our very own Tim Cattlefamo is here to tell us more. Richmond Raceway has been a part of NASCAR's history for nearly 70 years. Over the course of its time on the NASCAR schedule, names like Petty, Earnhardt, Waltrip, and Johnson have all tasted victory lane at the action track. Simply put, it's a place where legends have had a ton of success, and in recent years has become a playground for the veterans of the sport. Richmond has also been a place where numerous drivers have scored their first Cup Series win. In fact, Five drivers can state the claim their first Cup Series victory came at Richmond. The first driver to accomplish this feat was James Hilton back in 1970, besting the king, Richard Petty. It was one of only two Cup Series wins for Hilton, but his longevity in the sport lasted well beyond those two lone victories. The Virginia driver raced into his late 70s, making his final Truck Series start in 2011 and his final ARCA start in 2013. Seven years after Hilton scored his first win at Richmond, Neil Bonnet would do the same in the 1977 Capital City 400. 
Bonnet would win 17 more times in his career and has earned a nomination on the NASCAR Hall of Fame ballot. 1986 brought one of the craziest finishes in the history of the sport. Dale Earnhardt and Darrell Waltrip had been battling each other all day long at Richmond, but took themselves out in the closing laps racing for the lead, along with the majority of the lead lap cars, leaving a third generation star with the last name Penny in position to take the checkered flag. These two will dish it out and Earnhardt will make him work for every inch of real estate. There's going to be some red, yellow, blue, all colors of paint between those two before this one is over. As they go back into turn number one, they get together again. They're off two. Waltrip passing inside spot covered. They're alongside of each other. They do not touch this time. Waltrip will win the drag race to turn three. Earnhardt gets him. Hard into the wall goes Waltrip. Hard goes Earnhardt. Everybody else spins either way. Five, six cars involved, and now there's caution on the speedway. Rutman and Bodine are in it. Rutman spins across the racetrack and tags Buddy Arrington. All five of the cars in the lead lap except Kyle Petty are in it. Here comes Kyle Petty. He's the race leader. He will come around and take the caution flag as Earnhardt, Waltrip, Bodine, and Rutman crash at turn three. I saw the, the five car and I could see the three and the 11, but uh, I couldn't see the 26. And I thought Rutman had snuck by and done beat us there, and, you know, and we was, which, you know, that wasn't bad. But then I seen Rutman as we come out of the four there. He was sitting off in the grass and couldn't get going. So, uh, you know, I just... I can't say enough, you know, the 7-Eleven crew, uh, the Wood Brothers, everybody worked so hard last year, you know, and everything works so good this year, and I just thank the Lord that we made it through that wreck and nobody else did. It was the first of eight Cup Series victories for Kyle Petty, and certainly one he, along with anyone else watching the race that day back in 1986, will remember for a very long time. It would take over 13 years for Richmond to see their next first-time winner, but the driver who took home the checkered flag in the 1999 Exide Batteries 400 was just getting started on a Hall of Fame career. White flag on his way to getting his first Winston Cup victory ever. He is down in turn number one behind that four car pack that we talked about. Bobby Labonte is some four to five car lengths behind him. He's off turn two and heading for victory lane. No doubt about it, he's had the strong car all night and he deserves this one. Tony Stewart for the last time up into turns three and four. In just his 25th start in the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Tony Stewart is a winner. Checkered flag. Stewart wins tonight's Exide NASCAR Select 400 at Richmond. Five car links over his teammate Bobby Labonte. Tony Stewart, you win in your 25th start. Your thoughts? <laughs> I don't know what to say. I love this Virginia racetrack. That's for sure. That's for you know. It's been a great day for us and the Home Depot team and all these fans. I'm glad you guys were here to share it with me. It means a lot. The entire sport was put on notice from the moment Tony Stewart climbed aboard the Joe Gibbs Racing number 20 at the start of the 1999 season. Stewart dominated that night in Richmond, leading 333 of the total 400 laps. While it was only his 25th career start, many felt Stewart's win was a long time coming. Smoke went on to win 48 more races and three Cup Series championships over the course of his illustrious Hall of Fame career. One could say Stort's win opened up the floodgates for him in terms of victories in the Cup Series. Six years later, the same could be said for another budding superstar. Casey Kane comes out, turn number four, sees the white flag. Can he keep it between the walls? One more lap and go to victory lane for the first time in his Nextel Cup career. He's heading over to turn two. Six times he's played the bridesmaids role in Nextel Cup racing. Tonight he wants to throw the bouquet. Final time into turn three, wide open and on his way is Casey Kane. And his 47th NASCAR Nextel Cup Series start. Finally, Casey Kane is going to Gatorade victory lane. He gets the victory in the Chevy American Revolution 400. You know, it's, we came so close so many times, and to do it at Richmond, one of our worst tracks last year, we struggled here every race. Uh, didn't ever, uh, 
never crashed, just couldn't run good. And uh, we came out here and tested, made a few changes, and the car was unbelievable all night long. It was so fun racing Tony Stewart and uh, Kurt Busch up there at the beginning of the race. And, you know, to win the race and uh, have Tony right there on my heels the whole race was uh, it's pretty awesome for me. It's, uh, you know, that's, a, that's just an unbelievable feeling. Casey Kane shared a similar background with Stewart as both drivers came up the ranks as sprint car racers. In an interesting twist of fate, Kane actually held off Stewart for his first victory back in 2005. Just like Stewart's win in 1999, Kane's win seemed like it was a long time coming for the Washington driver. It occurred in the 2004 Rookie of the Year's second season but Kane had already finished second six times before getting that elusive first checkered flag. The win came driving for Ray Evernham as Kane would go on to win races for both Red Bull Racing and Hendrick Motorsports over the course of his Cup Series career. First-time winners will always be a big part of the history at Richmond Raceway, as they have been a part of the storylines this year in the 2022 season. An absolutely staggering five drivers have already won their first Cup race this year. With that amount of first-time winners, it leaves a fairly small pool of drivers looking for their first victory this weekend. Rookies like Harrison Burton and Todd Gilliland will be looking to shock the world and join a list of first-time winners at Richmond, which include names like Bonnet, Petty, and Stort. Thank you, Tim. Coming up, it's a showdown in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series playoffs for Cowboys Motorsports and Thor Sport. We'll learn more about it, and later, we'll preview the racing weekend in the Commonwealth. Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to YouTube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6. No refunds. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue on this week's NASCAR Live with the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series playoffs underway. It's turning out to be a battle of the dominant organizations. Kyle Busch Motorsports versus Thor Sport Racing. Our very own Kurt Becker is here with the breakdown of this standoff. The NASCAR Camping World Truck Series round of 10 heads to Richmond Raceway this weekend for the second race of the playoffs. Grant Enfinger and GMS Racing struck first with a win two weeks ago at Indianapolis Raceway Park. Enfinger securing his spot into the round of eight puts pressure on the rest of the playoff field with two races remaining before the cutoff. While Enfinger's opening salvo is a storyline in its own right, much of the Truck Series playoff attention will be focused on the battle between the teams at Kyle Busch Motorsports and Thorsport Racing. KBM and Thorsport boast six of the ten playoff drivers, with John Hunter Nemechek and Chandler Smith representing KBM, and Ty Majeski, Matt Crafton, Christian Eckes, and 2021 Series champion Ben Rhodes hailing from Thorsport. It's an especially significant achievement for Thorsport when one considers that drivers for their organization make up a whopping 40% of the playoff field. This is not lost on Christian Eckes, who's in his first season racing full-time with the team. It feels good for sure. Um, you know, kind of makes all the, the decisions I had to make in 2020 worth it. Um, you know, I had a couple different offers, but the, the teams were iffy. Um, but I knew that there was an opportunity to maybe go part-time at Thorsport in 2021, which uh, would potentially lead to this year uh, going full-time. So uh, it definitely makes that decision worth it. 
um, and how good we've ran not only this year but last year as well uh, makes that decision worth it. But, yeah, no, to get four teams in, um, it speaks volume for everybody working together at Thor Sport Racing. And, um, yeah, just really proud to be a part of it. With Thor Sport having four of its drivers in the playoffs, there have been conversations concerning how that might change dynamics within the overall team. According to Eckes, he thinks everyone began working together even better once the playoffs arrived. Yeah, honestly, I feel like, you know, just being from the sidelines last year and you know, looking in on it, I feel like, honestly, our teams work better um, during the playoffs than we do in the regular season. You know, we can go back and look at races during the regular season where we didn't really work together at all. Um, specifically in Daytona, I didn't really do a good job pushing my teammates and stuff like that. So, um, and looking back at last year, I feel like it was kind of more of a, a unit more than it was you know during this regular season so um but yeah no everybody does a great job in the shop working together it's just kind of on us drivers to to put everything aside and put our selfishness aside and, and try to get all four into the championship four Ty Majeski says there's a balance between racing for team success and individual success when there's a championship on the line I think it goes without saying we all you know want to see a Thor sport truck in victory lane but on the same token naturally there's always competition within the race shop right uh, we all are getting the same equipment and we want to be the best ones at maximizing what we're getting and uh, so there's you know naturally some competition within the shop but at the end of the day we're all pulling the rope in the same direction we all want to see um, one of our trucks bring home the championship so um, I don't think we race each other any differently than we have all year I think if there's an opportunity to help one another maybe make it to the next round when you know one of us is already locked in i think we should do that um but it's it's at the end of the day it's every man for himself in phoenix one driver who is not concerned about racing against his teammates is reigning series champion ben rhodes who is primarily focused on the things that he thinks can help him repeat as champion consistency no mistakes i'm not going to say perfection because you don't have to be perfect um, when you try to go for perfection, that's when bad things happen. But we can all strive to make no mistakes. And in doing that, you tend to go a lot further in the playoffs. You can't, you can't eliminate everything. You can't eliminate what people do around you. You can't eliminate all mechanical failures. Like a bolt could break, right? And for the most part, you have no – that's dumb luck, right? But we do everything we can to prepare. And uh, just no mistakes by our team. And I think that's the biggest thing. Rhodes is not shying away from the possibility of all four Thor Sport drivers advancing to the championship four later this fall in Phoenix. In fact, Rhodes is embracing what that would mean for Thor Sport owners Duke and Rhonda Thorson. You know, they were working for 26, 27 years trying to get the owner's championship. So when we won it last year, I looked at Duke on stage. I said, so I guess we're done now, right? Like, we accomplished the goal. So I guess we can just shut down and not do this anymore. He just started laughing because it's, it's just funny, like, the amount of work it took to get to that, oh, I don't think you can really put it into words, but if you were able to get the four trucks into the final four, oh, I mean, he's, he has the championship guaranteed. At that point, all of us are stressing. You know, it would be game on, super competitive. Um, I want that for Duke and Ronda, but in some ways that would be so darn stressful. So I'm just excited to see that we're all here right now, and I know that uh, it'll be really tough to 
make us all continue down this path, but I want to see it. As the elder statesman at Thor Sport, Matt Crafton, a three-time champion in his own right, knows that at some point the dynamics will change. Thor Sport drivers will work together when they can, but as Crafton notes, at the end of each round, the friendliness may end. Once the championship is on the line, all bets are off. Phoenix. Yeah, you get to Phoenix. And I mean, at the end of the end of each round and you go and you need to do whatever you got to do to get to the next round, then at that point, you're going to race each other smart without a doubt, but you're not just going to go out there and wreck them without a doubt. And I still probably wouldn't wreck them when you get to Phoenix to win a championship. You don't want to do it that way, but uh, you're going to race them hard. Regular season champion Zane Smith of Front Row Motorsports will be one driver looking to break up the potential Thor Sport coronation in Phoenix. And then there is playoff driver John Hunter Nemechek, the regular season champion from one year ago. Nemechek was dominant throughout the regular season in 2021, even besting his boss Kyle Busch at Pocono on the way to five wins and the regular season title. But once the playoffs began, Nemechek was unable to find that regular season magic. No doubt there is pressure to perform again this season with a demanding owner such as Busch, but Nemechek is not letting the pressure get to it. Having Kyle is an owner. He's definitely put for results he wants to win every single week but um, even this year I feel like we struggled a little bit um, as an organization compared to some of the others and um, when you look at it uh, we finished second a lot this year we finished third a lot this year but we don't have a ton of wins yes we're the winningest organization I think right now in the NASCAR King World Truck Series over three teams so um, but Kyle only won one of his five races this year as well so um, we definitely have to get better as an organization and as a team and we know that um, Kyle has definitely put a lot of emphasis on myself and I'm sure Chandler as well to go out there and have a really strong playoff run but I think he would agree with me that he would much rather win a lot of races in the playoffs and go win a championship than um, be the regular season champion. So um, we're we're in it to win it, and I've been leaning on him for some advice, um, trying to pick his brain a little bit and uh, mentally stay sharp and be there. And um, hopefully we don't have to have any sit downs during the playoffs, and we can just go have fun, smile, and pose in victory lane. As for pressure, there will be plenty on Nemechek's teammate Chandler Smith, and there are a couple of reasons for that. For one thing, Smith entered the playoffs with momentum following his win in the regular season finale at Pocono. In addition, Smith, unlike Nemechek, was able to find success in the playoffs one year ago at Bristol and the season ender at Phoenix. Because of that success, Smith is feeling confident knowing that those tracks are once again on the playoff schedule. A whole different level for sure. I mean, there's been times where we went to... uh there was two years ago we went to Bristol and we were not good at all like we were horrible but the year before we had like a race winning truck so I was confident when we went there and we went and it was a green racetrack Arca just raced all there there's a lot that goes into that and we were not good but um we still finished fifth but we weren't good right so um it it definitely plays a factor with uh past experience there um our note our notes that we have and all that stuff it plays a big role while Thor Sport will be eyeing history, Kyle Busch Motorsports will be looking for redemption as the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series rolls on. Either way, fans of the tough trucks of NASCAR are in for a treat as both teams are determined to establish postseason supremacy. Thank you, Kurt. Coming up, we'll preview the race weekend at Richmond and later this week in NASCAR history. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a show dedicated to spotlighting the short track community across the country. Offering a new show every Thursday on the Motor Racing Network's YouTube channel, this show has it covered. 
hosted by Chris Wilner and myself, Kyle Rickey. NASCAR Coast to Coast offers insightful interviews and fun deep dives into the what, when, why, and hows of grassroots racing in America. This show serves the heart of racing from coast to coast. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Now, back to Mike Bagley. NASCAR Live continues, and we're so glad you're along for the ride with us. With Kevin Harvick getting the win over the weekend in Michigan, that leaves several drivers in panic mode to secure a spot in the playoffs. Kyle Ricky is back again with a preview of what drivers are expecting at Richmond this weekend. After racing on the wide and fast Michigan International Speedway, the NASCAR Cup Series heads back to its roots for some short track racing at Richmond Raceway this weekend. The race will mark the two-thirds point of the NASCAR Cup Series season, and only three races remain until the playoffs. Kevin Harvick's win at Michigan made him the 15th different winner of the season and leaves only one playoff spot on points. Ryan Blaney has been near the top of the championship standings all season long, but now sits on the bubble with his only win of the season coming in the exhibition all-star race in Texas. Blaney sat on the pole earlier this season at Richmond, and he thinks he learned a lot that he can take into this weekend. Yeah, I, I thought we learned a lot at, uh, at the spring Richmond, um, sat on the pole and, and led some laps, and that's that's a big big day for me at that place, um, just trying to continue to get better there. Figures right right when we start to figure out Richmond, they take it out of the playoffs, which is pretty funny. I think we learned a lot, just kind of how that race develops. That place, you know, I feel like I got it half figured out now, kind of being good early in the race and good in qualifying, and just need to figure out the second half of the race when that track kind of changes. So, The driver that was moved off the bubble because of Harvick's win is Martin Truix Jr., the former series champion now sits 19 points back of Blaney, but should be looking forward to Richmond, having won three of the last six races on the three-quarter mile oval, including this race last year. Down the back straightaway, into turn number three, Martin Truex Jr. for the checkered flag. And moving on to round number two, off four and win number four on the season. Truex across the line, checkered flag flies and Martin Truex has picked up the win in the Federated Auto Parts 400 at Richmond Raceway. Blaney knows Truex's prowess at the track, and even though he has struggled at Richmond in the past, his performance in April gives him confidence, as long as his team can keep up with the changes to the track throughout the race. You take all those notes and, and figure out, okay, where did you know the track change? You can usually do a pretty good job of Okay, around this lap, you know, the track changed. Why did it change? And, and what did we do to maybe we missed the, uh, of making a change or I kind of wanted the wrong thing at that time. So all that stuff you go back and look at, you know, and I'll go back and look at it next week, really, to kind of prepare for Richmond and, and hopefully do a little bit better job there. Richmond marks the second track that the series has returned to for a second time in the new next-gen race car. One driver who is very excited about returning to tracks and having a notebook is Harvick. I'm really happy that we're going back to a lot of these racetracks that I can actually open up a notebook and not fire off out of the pits and say, well, I wonder how far I should drive it in today. I wonder if it's going to hit the limiters. I wonder if it's you know, going to be tight or loose. And, and so at least going back, the thought processes will be way different for us. 
you know, as far as setups and, and things like that. But, you know, I think um, we've learned a lot. And, you know, I think that those setups will be will be different, you know. So, but I'm really looking forward to being able to open the notebook and have something there. Something that is always magnified in short track racing is contact. Drivers making contact and a rising aggression level has always been a hot topic in the sport lately. Joey Logano thinks the body of this new race car is part of the reason drivers are racing this way. But he doesn't seem to see an issue with all the beating and banging. More this year than last year because the cars are more durable. Right, Last year you didn't want to push a fender in. You get more fender revs, those type of things. Everyone has realized at this point that a little bit harder to cut down a tire. Bodies are pretty tough. And so contact isn't that bad. That is the number one thing we asked for when we built this next-gen car was a more durable race car to where we can bump and bang more. We got it. So, and now we're going to complain. We asked for it. The fans asked for it. Everybody asked for it. You know, everyone in here thought about it. So it's just the fact that everyone's just going to complain, period. Just doesn't matter what we do. Someone's going to complain. It's just life at this point. Everybody has something to complain about instead of looking at the positives. Tempers are sure to flare up during the 400-lap race. Will we see a 16th different winner? Will Blaney or Truex take control of the bubble spot? We'll find out on Sunday as MRN's live coverage of the Federated Auto Parts 400 is set to begin at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you, Kyle. Let the gloves come off and put on a show. Coming up this week in NASCAR history. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. It's our favorite time of the week. We love this time and this segment. It's time for This Week in NASCAR History with our favorite lady, Susie Armstrong. Thank you, sir. 1986, Madonna was true blue with her third studio album, topping the charts with the hit single, Papa Don't Preach. Sigourney Weaver reprised Ellen Ripley and returned to LV-426 in the box office-busting Aliens. And Tim Richmond said, let's rock on the road course, winning the Budweiser at the Glen at Watkins Glen International. down that short shoot your leader tim richmond coming in to turn 10 right now in the battle for third behind him it's earnhardt ahead of elliott by a car length buck baker in 1957 billy wade in 1964 marvin patch in 1965 the fourth nascar winner at watkins glen new york is tim richmond richmond crosses the stripe a second and a half ahead of daryl waltrip and dale earnhardt's going to hold on and hold off bill elliott to finish third elliott will finish fourth Nineteen ninety-three Scottish duo The Proclaimers went the distance with the double platinum single, I'm Gonna Be Five Hundred Miles. 
Ruth Bader Ginsburg donned her judicial robes, swearing in as the second woman to serve on the U.S. Supreme Court. And Mark Martin drove the Roush Racing Ford from pole to goal in the Finger Lakes, taking the checkers in the Budweiser at the Glen. Valvoline Ford swings out all the way. Drivers left on the exit of the corner, using up the whole racetrack to get off the turn. Now right down the center of the racetrack. Now out to driver's right. The crowd on its feet in turn 10. The entire grandstand waving to Mark Martin's Valvoline Ford. He tucks to the inside in the 10th corner. Down the short straightaway. 500 feet from victory is Mark Martin. He's been quickest all week, and he's battled back from a tough pit stop and a 25th place run to take it here at Watkins Glen. Checkered flag. Mark Martin wins. 2003 footballer Cristiano Ronaldo kicks up to the Premier League, debuting as forward for Manchester United. The Mercury skyrockets in Great Britain, setting a record temperature of 101.3 degrees Fahrenheit in Kent, the first United Kingdom temperature to exceed 100 degrees. And Robbie Gordon cranks up the thermostat in New York State, scoring his third and final Cup Series win in the Sirius Satellite Radio at the Glen. Robbie Gordon heads off turn nine, heading for the short shoot for the final time. Three quarters of a mile is all that separates Robbie Gordon from a sweep on the road courses. He won in California, and Robbie Gordon is setting his sights. He's got a left-hander and a right-hander, and he's already made the left-hander. He's through turn 10. Robbie Gordon is headed to turn 11. He'll pick up his second road course win of 2003. Robbie Gordon and his crew played strategy like a banjo today, and it pays off with a win in the Sirius at the Glen. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. Also, our thanks to Brad Keselowski and Lori Collier-Warren for joining us. I'm Mike Bagley. On behalf of the rest of the MRN crew, we'd like to thank you for joining us as well. We'll catch up with you on NASCAR Live Wide Open on Thursday and NASCAR Live Race Day Sunday from Richmond. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and was brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of NASCAR. It works fast and you won't stink. And by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Wesselman, Julian Council, and Trey Downing. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all of the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts and descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a show dedicated to spotlighting the short track community across the country. Offering a new show every Thursday on the Motor Racing Network's YouTube channel, this show has it covered. Hosted by Chris Wilner and myself, Kyle Rickey, NASCAR Coast to Coast offers insightful interviews and fun deep dives into the what, when, why, and hows of grassroots racing in America. This show serves the heart of racing from coast to coast.